Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Welcome to episode 5 on the Gem on the Queen's Crown, Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. This is Lee W. Mound with you here, and for the second episode on the road, I have a very special guest. Say hello to the one and the only Mark Schlemmer. Mark? Oh, he's special, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and one, too, right? Uh, yeah, the one and only, all right. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in. Very nice. I'm very happy to, very happy to do this. I might be a little rusty at this. Been five years since I've seen a microphone. Hey, I mean, this is my fifth episode, and I'm still getting better. Uh, luckily, editing's getting a little easier, too, because I don't have to get rid of so many uhs and uhs, and just now it's just all those breaths, which I have to remember not to edit. Ah, just be natural. That's what people like. Mark, it's good to have you on, and I want you on my podcast because who knows local Dayton and Cincinnati sports? But you. You do. You're the voice of the common man around here. Yeah. You do more more of the local sports than anybody. But at the same time, you have such a following of people from your radio show. And I'm just like, if I ever got that, I could die happy. That's why I'm still on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> um, honestly, to say fortunate and lucky back then, and even... Even now with the Facebook page, um, without a doubt, completely, completely lucky. Um, I don't know where they're all coming from. I don't know that much about Facebook, obviously, and people have talked about blogs and Twitters and this and that, but that keeps me occupied 24 hours a day, literally. And it's it's humbling of that many people, one, want to talk sports, and two, come to that page um i think we had 46 out of 50 states represented at one time a couple foreign countries i mean it's amazing um you go down through the list of names on that page and honestly i stopped accepting friend requests for the most part because they're on the page anyway you know so you can just follow it's, it's just it's just an amazing thing of how it's all transpired so i've been very very lucky in the show i don't even know how to explain that to this day um it was just a phenomenon that happened, and I think a lot of it 
or people just want to be heard. They just want to be able to talk sports, um, get their voice out there, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. If they're right or wrong, it they would just want a place to talk sports. And I think that's the one thing over the last many years, and especially now locally, that's where they forget, the, the hosts forget. It's about the people, not about hearing themselves babble and, and ramble on about nothing. And the one, the two rules that I always followed, one, a good sports talk host has to know sports. Mm-hmm. And number two, they have to be able to hold a conversation. And number three is you look at number one and two. And the biggest thing I notice now, they all want to be comedians. They all want to be somebody funny instead of letting the callers. That's what it's called a call show for. Let them do the talking, and you just respond and answer. Yeah, you got to give them topics and this and that, but that's where the sports talk shows today really hurt. They don't allow the people to talk. Maybe you're on hold for an hour, and all of a sudden you get 10 minutes or, or 10 seconds. I think that's what people found good about what we did. Um, we'd mix in the national guest, a local guest, what have you, but yet it was more about the people. They were the stars of that show. I might have been the referee and the ringmaster and all that, but it was about everybody that called it, and the Facebook page is the same way. Mm-hmm. The big difference is I can't control a Facebook page like I could a phone call because it was one-on-one, and now it's, it's everybody against everybody, and that's it's difficult at times. It's like if you still had the sports talk show and you had everyone go live at the same time, you just a blend of voices. Well, a lot of times topic. people on the show would ask, can I do – can I go on the same time as, say, you and somebody else? No. No, 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 because that just creates that creates problems more often than not. And and on Facebook is a great example. They want to get keyboard strong, or they want to, you know, they want to fight. They literally want to punch each other in the face over a football or a basketball game. That's not sports talk. That's moronic at that point. Yeah, you get trash talking this and that. But the biggest problem and the biggest thing I have to fight on Facebook is not letting that happen. You know, keeping that to a minimum. And if it happens. You basically have to block them or just shut them down. And, of course, the Facebook page is Mark Schlemmer, S-C-H-L-E-M-M-E-R. Just my Facebook page, that's it. Yep, the man with the hat. And also, you recently <laughs> you changed... you had a head like mine, you'd wear a hat, too. Yeah. I... <laughs> wear a mask most of the time. <laughs> uh, I, maybe maybe when I'm older. Maybe when I'm older, I'll have to do that. Ah, you get there one day, don't worry. I'm still enjoying my 20s. Let me enjoy that for now. Uh, so we mentioned the 20s. Sports- yeah. God, I got a pair of shoes older than you. Cheesy. <laughs> I have to see those. I have to see shoes older than me. God, I don't even knew the president was when I was 20. Holy cow. 20s? Yeah. Oh, man, my back just went out thinking how old I am now. Thanks. To be fair, 29. So it's not like, you know, like 22 or something like I'd that. I still got a two in front of it. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> So, Mark, let's talk about your local roots. Where did you come from, and how did you wind up in the Dayton, Ohio area? Well, that's where I came from. Um, I was born in Dayton, grew up in Kettering, went to Fairmont West when it was. Now it's just plain old Fairmont, but mm-hmm. family was from here. Um, I said I went to Fairmont West High School and then went to Union College in Kentucky. Um, and from there, was fortunate enough to go into pro ball for a while, baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my only child was killed in 2002, which put the end to baseball career and everything else because I was managing at the time. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm into radio, which was highly unexpected. I never 
never imagined doing anything like this. The only radio experience I had was being on the other side of the microphone during a manager's show, coach's show, whatever. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach baseball at UD for a few years before going back into pro ball again managing. Um, but it just it happened in a strange way. You know, honestly, Chick Ludwig is the one that got me into the radio after four years after Lindsay had died. I really didn't want anything to do with anything. And he suggested going down to O&E that he thought they did a sports talk show. And next thing I know, I'm doing it on my own, and the phenomenon took off. <laughs> but it was it, – it was – I don't even know how to explain it to this day how, how and why it took off like it did. But that's kind of how I got into radio. And uh, next thing I know, I'm into Facebook because once I got off the air, people kept asking me to write or, you know, whatever. And I I don't know anything about Facebook. <laughs> So the next thing I know, well, last week I was up to eighty-two thousand comments or something from what that thing said. So it's amazing. It's been it's been a big help to me to get through days. Um, I made so many good friends through Facebook and the show more than anything. The, the show was and still is one big family. The Facebook page has its fights, but it's one big family. So that's kind of where it all all started from. I've been very fortunate in a lot of ways, and then. Other ways, like with my daughter's death, you have the downsides too. But, you know, day to day, you you either keep going to get run over, one or the other. You said you played uh, some baseball. Mm-hmm. What, um, what position were you? Well, when I went down, I was a second baseman, and they moved me to third pretty quick. Hmm. Um, that was kind of interesting, but I had a chance to do that. And, again, very lucky. There, There's people in this area that were so much better and still – of course, I'm 60 now, but back then, they're so much better. Never got the opportunity. Um, and that's pretty much – it's like anything. You have to be at the right place at the right time and get a break. And uh, I was very lucky to do that. And then, you know, even luckier to get to coach at UD, be the head coach there, and then after that go back and manage in pro ball too. And so I said it's been it's been an interesting, interesting run. Um, my family – my dad played professionally for the Boston Braves back in the day. I had an uncle who was a GM with the Milwaukee Braves. Um, my older brother played in college at Morehead State. Um, so that's been that's my family. That was my family's life was sports and baseball. And I guess I did more of that than schoolwork and studying. That's where all the knowledge comes from. <laughs> they do say you can learn a lot from the diamond. Oh, there's a lot of lessons on the diamond in the bus in the clubhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> but – yeah, it's 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 been an amazing ride how it got to this point. Um, not that there isn't some downsides to it too, but everybody's got you know got issues too to deal with, and that's what I say to people. And I'll post it occasionally. They have no idea how fortunate I've been to have them get me through a lot of days. Being able to go on Facebook and when I was on had the show. That gets you through an awful lot of days, days you feel down, like you don't want to be there. These people are amazing. Um, to, to get to be such close friends with so many people that I had obviously never known before the show is really hard to, be, hard to figure, hard to believe. But this is just one family. When you go to remotes, when we used to do them, the way they bonded together is incredible. Um, it was the people's show. It still is. And it's just sad that nobody has figured that out that we're on radio stations around here, that these people are starving for a place to talk sports. 
They are literally starving. If you fill up a Facebook page, that should tell somebody that people really want somewhere to talk. And there's a lot of talented people, yourself included, that can do this. It's not It's not just me that did it. There's a lot of talented radio person, personalities and people that can do this. They're just not getting a chance. Yeah, I mean, that's the big reason why I created this podcast. I mean, I wanted to make it for the people, but... The problem is with a podcast, unless I have people messaging me in, it's, you know, the fans don't get their voice. I'm just like, here, here's a team. Go look at them. Go root for them. Do stuff like that. But that was my main purpose of starting this podcast because Dayton and Cincinnati have tremendous sports teams, tremendous fans, like you mentioned. It's a great sports scene. And when someone told me Dayton isn't a sports town, I just, it took everything that I had not to put my fist, my ring fist, through my laptop. The thing that people used to say that with me, and, and I always made the point, we had the perfect situation. And, and really, Dayton Sports Radio, when there was one, had the perfect situation. You're not locked into the Reds, Kentucky, Xavier, whatever. Where we're at, we had it all. Yeah. You've got Bengal fans, Browns fans. You have Reds fans. You have Indians fans. Yeah, you got UD and Wright State. You have Michigan, Ohio State. But you had everything. You're not locked into, well, we got to do Reds. Yeah, we still do. But we did all national sports, local sports. Where if you're in Cincinnati or Columbus, you're pretty much locked into either Ohio State and or the Reds, Kentucky, Xavier, UC. Mm-hmm. So for people to say Dayton's not a sports town, where do you think half the Reds fans come from or Bengal fans? From right here. Exactly. So it's, it, I think a lot of it is like Wright State UD fans. You're either for them or against them, and if you don't, well, Dayton's just a little town. You have nothing. I mean, they call it the crossroads of America for a reason. I mean, you also have Colts fans. You have Indianapolis fans, Pacers fans, There's fans, fans from every team represented on this page. I was looking God, it was a couple of weeks ago. I thought everybody's pretty much representative of every team. There's some fan, and really you can do this in any state in the union, have a show. As long as you give them a good product, it'll work. Because now what you're doing, what we did was streamed. So it's not basically stuck to Dayton, Ohio. You can get callers. We did. We had callers from California. You name it. Um, that's the difference in, in what you're doing. And, and I know you guys put a lot of work in. And it seems like you're walking uphill on ice half the time. But little by little, people are starting to get the you know the message you have a station. Just broadcasting high school soccer, kickball, whatever. You you like the kickball thing. Third world kickball. I was going to ask you about that eventually. <laughs> like, it's not kickball. It's kickball. It should be professional kickball where they – New like the patch, game. pitch, like, boom. pints, boots, whatever, call it what it is. But you're getting – you're reaching an audience that's starving for that attention. And it's basically building you a grassroots network. Okay, you start doing kickball, volleyball, whatever – Okay, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, they're doing podcasts. They're doing sports talk. It seems like you're not getting anywhere, but I hear more people now talking about the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a hard road to go, but you're giving people an avenue they they don't have. They, they just don't have that voice. We used to do a lot of Sinclair stuff with Jeff on the show. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And it that. was fun. He yeah. still hears about it today. That's where the people around here, don't, they, they forget who lives here you got to be able to mix all these things together. And that's where they're they're missing the boat big. But what you guys are doing, 
it's going to it's going to work very soon. It already is, and you're going to start noticing it more and more. I mean, Doug and Brian put their heart and souls into GCS, and I was lucky enough to join them after another internet radio station kind of went down the tubes. Uh, luckily, I still had my hockey gig, my indoor football gig at the time. Man, I miss indoor football. That was that was a great that was a great. It's game. a great sport. It was interesting watching it here when the boards fell down and the turf slid up. I never got, I got to a football see that. in there. You see my football on that table in there. Uh, yeah. I see a bobblehead, a dragon's. Yep. Oh, that's I my see David it. Fulcher bobblehead. Yeah, there's the football. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. But I mean, what you guys are doing is reaching an awful lot of people that you don't you don't realize at this point. The biggest thing is you're not getting any help from the paper, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody that's going to put you on the local show because then it steps on their toes. Tell yeah. I care. Put them on. That only helps everybody. I mean, like I mentioned, Doug and Brian deserve all the credit. I mean, I always wanted to have a sports podcast, and I finally got it done after four years. I finally got it in. So, like I said, Doug Brown and Brian Reese, they deserve all the credit for Gem City Sports Network, which is the host of the Gem of the Queen's Crown. I got Mark Schlemmer across from me, episode five. This has been fun. I mean, we've only been recording for 16 minutes now. We had... What, about an hour talk before that? I mean... Those are words that don't go on the air. <laughs> exactly. We don't say those on the air. So let's go back to what you mentioned. You coached baseball for the University of Dayton Flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was that? Late 80s, early 90s. I left there in 90... I got to look at that team picture over there. 94? Yep. Um, X-rated fun for all yeah, ages. Sioux City Explorers, yeah. That's oil can boards in that picture and... As you can see around the room, Leon Durham, Pedro Guerrero, and some of the other guys I was fortunate enough to be around. And uh, then I said, get, came back home and somehow ended up doing radio. <laughs> Tell me, what was it like to coach the Flyers back in the day without uh, Time Warner Cable State? Well, <clears throat> Spectrum Stadium at the corner of 75 and Edwin C. Moses. Well, back then, the baseball program was non-scholarship. But we were in... No, it wasn't great. It wasn't Midwestern, the MCC, where you had Notre Dame, Evansville, Detroit, Xavier, Butler, all of them had scholarships. My first year, I had the walk-on trials. I renamed the Gong Show, which I later got in trouble for. But (laughs) the people that played there that are going to hear this will know. (laughs) My first year, my starting center fielder in game one of my manager career was hitting the head with a fly ball during the walk-on tryouts. He was five foot eight maybe 130 with rocks in his pockets and Notre Dame starting infield one year had two NFL tight ends Craig Council played short um, their pitching staff had two or three guys go to the big leagues um, so it was an interesting challenge I think we were 14 and 48 my first year we're playing walk on my first baseman was 5'8 130 Notre Dame's was Frank Jacobs 6'5 280 end up being a tight end and that's when they finally realized man this is a mismatch so slowly but surely we start getting one and then two, and we got luckily better real quick. Um, the Coldwater area, the Minster area, Cincinnati Moeller helped with some kids. Uh, some kids transferred back home that I'd known through summer ball, yeah. and we got good pretty quick. Um, but left there in 94, and about a week after that, I was out in Iowa in pro ball again. But to be able to come home and be a head coach of a Division One baseball program, 
especially at that age at the time, or even if I did it now, is just a dream come true. I mean, you don't you don't get that many opportunities like that. So again, it was a very fortunate time. It's really cool you're part of uh, Flyer baseball history because that was actually my first uh, public address job. It's uh, funny right you mentioned the a stadium because back when the when the Dragons, Dragons baseball, Dragons. when they came into being, they had talked to Coach Nishwitz at Wright State and I about, is this even feasible? Yeah. And I can remember laughing going, no, because the Olympic team had just come through town and played at Howfield, and they drew 300 people. And that was the McGuire the team that was really, really good. And I said, the stadium would be a great idea, but put it where it is today. Yeah. Because it's easy off and on the highway. Well, I come back that off season from being in Iowa, and I'm like, what the hell just happened here? I mean, Dragons took off like a rocket. Yeah, it's... Um, so I'm very surprised, very happy for them. Um, but, yeah, the the stadium now, compared to us playing at Stewart Field... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, it's... A humbling and proud thing to say I was part of something that built myself, Tony Caruso, the guys that came before me, were all people that helped build that. And now you look where it's at, it's come a long way. So from no scholarships and taking cash on the road instead of a credit card for the university to yeah. see what they're doing now, it's quite fun. It's great to see that. And I was very lucky to be a part of that. And it's tremendous, too. It's a tremendous part of history as well. And... Like you mentioned, the Dragons taking off. Good thing Marge's shot was wrong, right? Well, I don't think Marge was wrong. She just didn't want the crowd taken away from her you know, her big league club. And I get that to a point. But she was one who held it for many, many years because of that. She didn't want the Dayton fans the staying here thing. and going instead of going there. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Reds are horrible. You know, yeah. you put a winner on the field, who are you going to go see, the big league club or this one? Now, granted, travel and costs and all that, but not having a good ball club hurts you more than an a, a low A club 50 miles up the road. But it's been a great thing for the for the Dayton community, obviously. I have to wonder how long it's going to last. Minor league is minor league. They don't stay in one place very long. Now, granted, somebody will come in and use that stadium, but will it be the Reds? Probably not. Who knows? But will the fans support it? I that's mean, a kid, that's a big question. I mean, that facility is so pristine; it's awesome. Considering that it's nearly what seventeen years old. Oh, these kids opening? get promoted to Double A, and they're probably going, "Wait a minute, did you get demoted?" <laughs> you know, but yeah, these kids are very lucky. Not in my rookie year, the Yankees were in Paintsville, Kentucky, and the locker room we dressed in when we come in had nails in the wall. Mm. And I look at these kids now and go, "If you had only any idea," Man. but those are those are times you'd never trade. You know, riding the buses, minor league, you don't trade those time. Man, those are great. Yeah. And, and, again, the friendships you make through that, there's nothing like it. But, yeah, getting to getting to coach in your own hometown is quite quite a thrill, to say the least. Tell me about the explorers of Sioux Falls. Well, that was Sioux City. The Sioux Falls are actually oh. the Canaries. Oh. That league right. started the year – that was the first year it came back into being. Um it was really the first league where a lot of the ex-big league guys went to Durham and Strawberry ended up there for a while. And, you know, it was a place they could go. Um, it was, it would be like the Dragons here. There was nothing else out there. So you were treated like rock stars. It was, it was almost like the radio thing. It just was an incredible experience. Everybody that was on those clubs, I still am in touch with to this day for the most part. But to be treated like that, was just an experience like none other. 
Um, there isn't anything like sports. There's nothing like a clubhouse and a ball club. Even when you're going bad, that's still a family. And those memories, they can never take them away. It's very cool to hear about uh, Sioux City. Uh, what was some of your favorite moments? <laughs> oh, my God. There was a lot of them. Just the, the people, you know, the oil can stories. I had a chance to be with Dennis quite a lot. You know, he and I would go out there before the season really started and do some, you know, touring with a handshake and that kind of stuff. And Dennis is Dennis. He's um, a thrill a minute, say the least. And just the players in general, you know, the after games, during games, the fights you end up in during the season. Um, the, the, we set a record for wins in the minor league season my first year out there. Got beat in the playoffs. But the ball club came up with the Field of Dreams thing. First game of the playoffs, they cut a hole in the center field wall and put a big corn stock thing on the back of a flatbed tractor. Hmm. It looked cool on the cover of a book. Had us coming through the corn as we were being introduced. The only problem was we were out there getting bit by corn flies and (laughs) every animal in Iowa. And uh, I think we were playing Winnipeg at the time. They were ready to go. And we got hammered. Hmm. I think we lost that series like three to one, three games to one. But just the stories and the experiences you come up with and the people you cross paths with, tremendous, absolutely tremendous. What were some of the biggest rivalries while you were with the Explorers? Winnipeg, um, Sioux Falls was only 70 miles away. Um, pretty much all Bill Murray had a club in that league in St. Paul, which is still very famous to this day for the annex that they do. But pretty much all the teams in there, were rivals i mean because there was only like i think there was eight at the time and things happened to where you basically built up a hatred for them you know because it was everybody's fighting for one thing the playoffs the ring and the money and eventually you do run into some pretty good fights rivalries whatever um just great memories um ended up going to grand forks in 96 managing out there beside the great flood of 96 that wiped out the city just the same type of deal, going to play Saskatchewan or Saskatoon in a six-game series. I can remember making a comment to the paper, you're going to play a six-game series, you're going to get in a fight. After six days, you're going to hate somebody, and we did. You know, going to towns like Thunder Bay, Moose Jaw. That was one of my favorite. The, the guy asked me one day on the radio, he goes, where is Moose Jaw? And I remember my answer was about three feet from the moose's ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ask, you know. It's it's underneath <laughs> those big rack thingies. Oh, that yeah, are just I mean, Thunder up. Bay. That what a great city. But just to be able to go to the to play in ballparks like the one in Winnipeg that they played football in, you know, it just the experiences again are just you can't you can't put them into words. They're just fabulous. It's a long bus rides. Having guys get in fights on the bus, stop the bus in the middle of the night on I-29, have one of them jump out and want to walk back to Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, just stuff that goes on, you know. That's that's a hike. Oh, it was interesting. I, I hate it if you reach the ocean. I can't was, walk in the ocean. It was interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just I wish more people had the chance to experience that kind of stuff because you read about it, you see movies about it, but until you go through it, it's it's just hard to explain, but it is so much fun. It's stuff you can't duplicate. It's no. something you have to live. No, through you can't your own duplicate eyes. it. No way. <laughs> some of the things you don't want to happen in the first place, but yeah, a lot of I the mean, stuff, like they say, stays in the clubhouse. <laughs> so let's jump from the explorers to 
coming back to Dayton, Ohio, and the WO&E days. Uh, you mentioned earlier the fans to call in, talk about sports. That was what made the show. But when did it all start? Well, I said Lindsay, she had died in 2002. And at that point, the, just, the wind leaves you. you. There was just nothing that that drew my interest at all. You know, you're trying to get through that. And I said, Chick was working at the paper at the time and called me and said, you really need to start doing something. And I remember my answer was, at the time when you lose a child, let me know. And, you know, so he's the one that said, I think O&E does a sports talk show. And I thought, hell, I, did, I thought O&E was country. Last I knew. So went down sight unseen, and uh, Dave Alexander and Flash Miner were doing the show. And, I mean, we got a couple calls that night, and it just kept going and going and going. And, and again, being from here and being lucky enough to do the things not just myself but my family had done, people knew me, and it made it easier for them to call. And I think, as I said, it's a call show for a reason. It's for the callers, not for me to babble. And I think they liked that, that it was just like sitting here now, only without beer, <laughs> that you just let the people be themselves. You know, yeah, you got to give them topics. you got to kind of guide them certain ways. But as long as you let the people get their voice heard, they're fine. And I think they realized that first night when they told me I was doing it on my own. I'm like, you're nuts. I've never done this on my own. <laughs> I never hit a break on time. I'd butcher coming back in. I didn't know what all that stuff was. And I think the people liked that because it was just like hand-to-hand combat. The board op would stand there shaking his head, looking at Big play Bengal. Greatest board op ever. We had so much fun. And it just got to be a following. And I think since the day I was born, I just nicknamed people. I don't call them by their real name. For whatever reason, it just doesn't happen. And we started tagging people, 12-pack, you know. Dick from Dayton, you name it, the commissioner, Big E, Comrade Ortiz. I mean, it goes on and on. And people, I think, just really took to that. Everybody wanted a nickname, and I still get it today. Why don't you give me a name? I think well, it just st- doesn't just kind of fly out there all the time. I know. I, I still think you owe me one, too. Oh, I'll I, get you one. I know, I know. I'll get you one. I mean, it just kind of hits occasionally, you know, but that that really helped. And then the people just really made the show what it was and then adding the guest and the local celebrity people i mean we'd have as you remember we had anybody and everybody the comedians would come in you know the ralphie mays of the world the gary cans of the world finesse mitchell's rob schneider who i never thought was funny at all i still don't <laughs> but he was one of the best guests we ever had wrestlers jerry the king lawler and the one thing i wish i would have done and i didn't was keep notes from every show i don't know why i never did um, I wish I would have, because I'll see somebody on TV like Maurice Jones-Drew and go, oh, yeah, we had him. It'll just strike. And people will ask, who was your favorite guest or who was the most difficult guest we ever had? I don't really know. Jim Brown was the hardest for me, the football player. Yeah. Because his people were just basically pains in the ass. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What are you going to ask? You know, and I almost went, well, I'm not going to ask about him smashing his wife's car with a ball bat. You don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> but very fortunate that it got to where the comedians would, the word kind of got passed through them all when you're in town. You need to go there. We had so much fun with those people. I mean, it was just the Reds. Brandon Phillips calling in out of nowhere. You know, Ocho Clowno for four hours one night. It was just fun. And, and I think the people really took to that. And, again, 
like I said earlier, that's where the so-called sports talk people in this area don't get it. It's not about their opinions or their hearing themselves talk. Yeah, people want to hear it, but they're the ones that want to be heard. You know, the national shows, okay, fine, whatever. It's a different take. But around here, it worked because people wanted to be heard, and that was their show. And that's where they're missing so bad in this area. But again, it goes back to rule number one. You got to know sports. And if you don't, then they're not going to call you. You can't take a call and go, well, I don't know. The one thing I was very honest and, and made it very clear up front if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to try to lie to you because if you do, then you're dead. Yeah. If I didn't know something about kickball or hockey or whatever, I'd tell you. I don't know. You tell me. Very honest type of thing. It, it really was just, as I said before, a phenomenon of how the thing took off. And, uh, you know, people like Tony Tilford, my old boss, made it very easy for me. Um, I had very few restrictions. We'd go on remotes. My God, those were those were events, man. <laughs> those were something to be old. Steve from Springboro. I mean, the list, now you got me thinking of the names. Just the characters that would show up. Hera Clara. Oh, my God. They finally had to put a dump button in. After I was on for about two weeks, they finally realized, <laughs> you might need a dump button. You know, it was so much. When Jack Pohl, nobody knew Jack was funny. That was probably one of the best shows we ever had. He stayed for like three hours, and we had people calling in saying they could hear cars next to him on the road laughing over the stuff we were doing. Just stuff like that was so much fun, and I just wished the powers that be would let these people have their show back. It doesn't have to be me doing it, but let these people have their damn show back. Y'all are missing a big a big time here. You're missing income for one, and you're missing letting the people enjoy something. You know, that's the hardest part for me to swallow right now. It doesn't make any sense, but they have the ball. I don't. And, but like you mentioned, it's the fans. It's Without the fans, the you don't have a radio station. You don't have a ball game. You don't have crowds. Radio, TV, music, whatever you want to name, it's about the people. It's about the fans paying the ticket prices and giving them what they want. And they seem to miss that around here. The excuses of, well, we really don't care. We get it from this one or that one. No, that's bull****. Sorry, that's wrong. Sports people are just as important as anybody else. And in most cases, you've seen UD have a couple good tournament runs. One of the local WHA radio Look how they jump on their back and all of a sudden have call-in shows hosted by people that don't even know what a sports is. So sports are very important. When a city wins, the beer is cold and every girl's blonde and beautiful. And every guy looks like me. Well, Fabio. <laughs> when you lose, ask the Browns fans. Every beer is warm and every girl is 500 pounds and uglier than me. The Steelers became relevant because they got really good in the 70s. The Before, they're just an industrial town on the river that serves Stoney's beer and Iron City. That's it. UD basketball is a great example. Look how much they energize this city. Because of that, they're getting a hell of a lot of renovations at the arena. I if they lose, If they lose, you don't get that. So not everybody's a sports fan. I get it. Yeah. But there are a hell of a lot more of them than people think. If not, why is the Super Bowl one of the biggest events in the world? My girlfriend's not a sports fan, but that's okay, you know? She doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, I have to kind of censor myself when talking sports. No, you don't. (laughs) She'll come around. uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. She loves hockey, but that's about it. Soccer. I was going to say as long as it's in kickball. No. 
It's hockey and <laughs> it's hockey and kickball. Kickball on grass. Kickball so, on ice. Where did kickball come from? I have to ask that. I'd like to take credit for that one, but I can't. My old buddy Tony Caruso, the equipment manager at UD, he'd come on the show quite often. And he came up one night with, we're talking third world kickball. That's all it is. <laughs> and my description always was fat kid kicks it as far as he can. Skinny kid runs back down the field with it. Fat kid kicks it back the other way. Skinny kid runs the other way. You have nothing, nothing score or nil in your kickball jargon. Yeah. But I can't take credit for that one. That's Tony's. I see. Please I always, let me use it often. <laughs> I, I was wondering about that because I know Brian and I would share Dynamo news with you. And it's like kickball news. Like Absolutely. Where's, it's where's kickball. That where's that coming from? Well, it's like your tartan pride. Nobody to this day, I don't even know what a tartan is. I think it's a floor, but Pricey's trying to convince me it's a, like a kilt or a skirt or a rock or something. It's a Scottish term for um, that kilt design, like the green and the I did look that That strikes up. fear in the hearts of every opponent, a kilt. Okay, so what is more PC? Tartan slash Tartan Pride or Satan's like they were back in the 60s? I think 60s, maybe Oh, 50s. PC, there's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. You got your participation ribbon and orange <laughs> slice next to you, by the way. I, I'm drawing it on my notes right here. <laughs> you Sin- have to sign this for me. I say, Sin- look, I got Slummer's Sinclair, autograph. Sinclair is like the most hidden gem in this city. It's right in downtown, and yet they have some of the best sports around. Why UD and Wright State? And I have my own views on this. Why they will not use this as a feeder system for basketball. I know Wright State does for baseball, and they're very successful at it. UD would like to. Um, had a I think the biggest problem, yeah. neither one of UD or Wright State wants to go, yeah, we took a Sinclair kid, just because of the way it sounds. Because the fan base is going to go, oh, my God, you had to take a Sinclair kid? Well, I got news for you, fans. A lot of other schools around the country are taking them. You know how cheap it is to go to Sinclair and then go to Wright State and kids Dayton aren't half, ready. The, half the debt? A lot of kids aren't ready for Division One basketball, let alone college experience, so that helps them adjust to it. It's a big Jeff jump. runs a hell of a program down there, not just on the court but off. But it's the most hidden gem in the city. It's like, what are you all missing? Yeah, I get it. UD's a cash cow. They own the Dayton Daily News and all that stuff. But there are other things going on in the city of Dayton and around the area that are deserving – of attention i mean you guys are giving a, a lot of them thankfully i mean my podcast was designed to get everyone involved like you know people know dayton they might know right if State, you keep but doing just... what you're doing you're going to have a bigger audience than you think people want they want attention they want to be heard that's the whole thing i mean cedarville's men's soccer sorry kickball team. that's the cleanest place i've ever been i like cedarville it's i like clean. Their, i like their gym court you ever seen it like the the clock they have, it looks like a hive in there. It's awesome. I we like played Cedarville. here once my first year at UD, and it's like a roadside rest. It's just antiseptic. Now, Edison State, the light bulbs, that's still my favorite opponent for your tartan pride. <laughs> the light bulbs. <laughs> they're named the Chargers. No, I, they're I not. They're like light bulbs. It's Edison State. <laughs> Los Angeles light bulbs. <laughs> Easy to break. There you go. Now they're done for the season. No, but – um. What was I even talking about? Um, uh, Cedarville's men's soccer team. One of the Dynamo goalkeepers, uh, Paulo Pinto, he had like, what was his record? He only lost like a game, and he only gave up like four goals throughout the entire season. Didn't they have a couple of twin girls that played basketball or something? Mm. I mean, I know they've had some pretty good sports teams, but again, they're in Central States in the same boat. Yeah. They're just, I covered, they're just there. I covered Central State for a year. Their football team was 
pretty good. I mean, their basketball teams were excellent at the time. It was fun to call Central UD State football, sports. same thing. Yeah, UD football. It's not Division One, but you're putting 13,000 in for basketball, but yet you can't put 4,000 in for football. I mean, it's football. I mean, and it's your alma mater. It's yeah. you support, you know, your school, but. I mean, heck, Wright State even has football now. Granted, it's not NCAA affiliated. We used to cover it all the time on the show. We'd have men all the time. I mean, they have they have their own field behind alumni uh, now. I mean, you don't have to go to Bellbrook or Huber Heights to go see Wright and State the kids, football. kids, they're putting in work. Yeah. Just give them a little attention. There's plenty of sports to be had. Unfortunately, nobody's talking about it. I mean, I get it. The big sports will always remain big. And they should. I mean, yeah, I but mean. But that doesn't mean you squash everybody else. I mean, Anthony Grant to the Flyers, that's huge. I mean, a Flyer alum that's got NBA experience, Not huge. everybody that are UD fans was happy about that when they hired him, but they will be. They'll come around, I feel. I you mean, know, he's not, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And as you said, he's got great NBA connections, which helps. Yeah. He does need to get off to a fast start. Unfortunately, fans can be very fickle. If he yeah. gets off to a rugged, rugged start, say one and three, two and five, all of a sudden the squiggy chants are going to start up again. Yeah. Um, but get, you got to remember, whoever would have come in, they lost a lot of players. You lost yeah. basically five guys that carried the ball. Scoochie, the biggest one, I feel. I mean, yeah, you better find a guard, but Anthony will be fine. You got to get some health. You got to get the Greek kid healthy and get some luck, but they're going to be fine. Give, right State's one you better watch. Yeah, Scott Nagy. I mean, I I listened to a lot of the games that Chris Collins did. Um, Another guy just, that gets no credit around here. I know he does a terrific job at Wright State. And he's a great and, baseball announcer too, but yes, because is. it's Wright State, he gets swallowed. And the thing is, too, I mean, Wright State baseball. How huge is that program? Just has been since Nish was there. Nish yeah. was built that program from the ground up. It's it's you know nationally known. It's just not known around here. I mean, I know everyone – I wanted to avoid the hornet's nest, the swinging of the bat at the hornet's nest about, you know, right state they need Why? to play each other. Because I know I'm going to get like a billion comments. So what? Because I work at Wright State and Dayton. I got to, you know, The one thing – and people used to say that to me because we had Wright State on the air, was on O&E at the time, but yet I would still make wiener night comments, squirrely t-shirt comments. Hey, it is what it is. If you're like – Suntan bed, Pecoro, and Giesen slop, the whipped cream boys. I'm sorry, that's earrings on a hog. You can't do that. Yeah, you have to know who's paying your, you know, your bill, but you can't try to put whipped cream on turds. No. Get it if you choose. But fans aren't that stupid. Well, some of them are. Yeah. That Most elephant in the room, it should be in there and bring some other elephants with it. That game should be played. Excuses, no. You already played them seven times. It'd be dumb enough if you had never played them, but you already did. I mean, the series five to three, that's a close series. When Xavier and Cincinnati started, Cincinnati was so pathetic, Tony H had taken him lower than Jim O'Brien took UD. Mm. Now it's a national TV game. It's going to take somebody with some stones from UD to just say, okay, fine, put a dollar on the ticket. We got a lot of charities that can use help in this area. Yeah. It's going to take Wright State. They're the little boy right now. I get it. They got to step forward, go to the UD Dayton Daily News, and just say, okay, we'll play you at your place anytime, anywhere, three times in a row. We don't care. We just want to play a game. The court's still the same distance. The baskets mm-hmm. are still 10 feet high. Yeah, there's fans there. We'll play you right now, anywhere, anytime. And if the UD won't play them, 
Now you know who the fault is. And, yeah, I'm a UD guy. I was born and bred, raised, but I still have friends at Wright State. Yeah. It's a game that needs to be played. And all these excuses, oh, nobody wants it. Yeah, they do. As to yeah. players, as to community, it's foolishness that it's not played. But to avoid it, no. If you avoid it, you're doing everybody a favor. You're putting it in a corner going, oh, nobody wants to play it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do want to play it. There was an event um, several years back with Wright State and Dayton alums playing over in Xenia. I forget what it was. It was at a church in uh, yeah. Beaver Creek, and about five people showed up. Yeah. It's a nice thought, but guess what? I don't want to see fat guys like me run up and down the court. I want to see the real deal. You want to see the college team. I want to see the it. game that matters. You're playing in every sport but that one, even girls basketball. So how stupid do you people really look? You know, quit hiding things. It's like trying to say Kaepernick's not getting blackballed. Yeah, he is. Not the fact that he stinks as a quarterback, but... I mean, this last year it wasn't great. Some things are obvious. Yeah, Wright State is rebuilding. Yeah. I'm telling you, you give Nagy this year or next year, he's not... He'll have him in the tournament. One, because the Horizon League is not... It, they can win it. With Valpo out of the league. You can it, sneak in and win it. Yeah, he gets I mean, his own kids. And right, UD will not like that. I mean, Cleveland State and Youngstown State, they'll have first-year coaches, so their rebuilding process is a year behind Wright State's already. So, Wright State can sneak in there. I think their biggest opponents are Oakland and UIC. He'll build it okay. Yeah, I feel, um, but I that's, feel like. But that's a topic you can't ignore. I, the original point of that was when Wright State and Dayton play in, like, baseball, soccer, I always get excited when I get to announce. I mean, heck, I saw a perfect game. At Dayton, when Wright State's Jesse Schultons uh, threw that uh, CG uh, perfect game, and now he's, I think, advanced A, maybe double A in San Diego's. There's a lot of talent on both those clubs. There's a lot of great kids in all these teams, and that's the big thing I want to accomplish in my podcast, and hopefully I get a chance to. The more you keep doing it, the more audience you're going to get. You know, I know Duggar has told me a few times that parents – will comment to him how happy they are that somebody's covering these kids' games. Especially Sinclair Baseball. It's word of mouth, man. It'll take off. You know, because you're not going to get any help from the paper, obviously. Mm -mm. Um, But you you just got to keep doing what you're doing, and it will work. Let's talk a little bit about local sports. Uh, Here with Mark Schlemmer, 45 minutes in the books. Can you believe it? Just talking sports. Four hours a night used to fly by. I mean, yeah, this is... Ridiculous how fast it's gone. Sports is a great thing to talk about. It's exactly. I mean, not everyone's going to like the same teams, but then again, if they did, it makes for a dull game. Yeah, it's like you have all fans cheering for one team and the other team. Can we talk about Billy Hamilton? He's my favorite player. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe later. I did want to ask. This is part of the off-air before the recording we talked about, too. And it breaks my heart because I like Billy Hamilton. But I'm not going to say that, you know, his batting average is what it needs to be. It needs to be higher. There are people, as you know, on a page that think I hate this guy. No. No, it's just the fact that he's been in the league four years. He is what he is. He can go get the ball with the best of them, but... I know a lot of guys that can go get the ball like that. He makes up for things with his speed, but 44 stolen bases is not a base stealing champion. That's 80 and 90. And when he gets his, a lot of times they don't mean anything. He's stealing third for no reason with a left-handed batter up. You don't do that. 
they're like Adam Dunn's home runs. They came when nobody cared. They're ninth inning, 10-run games. Billy has a purpose, but he's not improving. After four years, you've got to see improvement. Now, is he the sole reason they're bad? No, Brian Price can take that honor. Um, And people argue that all day. It's not his fault. Yeah, it is. Well, it starts at the top with Castellini, but... Yeah. You put Joe Madden in that chair, or Tito Francona, and I'm telling you, the Reds are in contention. You can't you you rebuilding now. Mesrocco Barnhart, Votto, I did say Votto, Cozart, mm-hmm. Suarez, Duval, Hamilton. These guys aren't rookies. Mm-mm. They have been around. Now, granted, the pitching staff is young, but you hear Jeff Brantley say a lot. We've got a lot of good arms on this in this organization. Something's not right. No kidding. I mean, Ariel Hernandez is one that we Early saw. Early in the year. We saw Dayton. Where is he? He yeah. comes up and he blows people away, and here's your reward. It's like what you mentioned, Garrett, the I 71. Stevenson. They, and, and Stevenson actually said it once. He pitched two good games, and they sent him back, and he even admitted, he goes, What did I do wrong? That's your reward? No. Yeah, there's a better way to go about this. Right now, and somebody I think made the comment today on the page. This organization's pitching staff right now is no better than it was when the season started. You can't tell me who your next year's five starters are. Finnegan, I've said it from day one, he's a bullpen guy. Sorry. That's what he is. Homer, well, another I mean, one of my favorites. But I give him credit. He's really trying to come back. Yeah. Adelman, no. Adelman is... He's a journeyman, middle of the bullpen guy, maybe, if you can hide him. But going back to Hamilton, okay, he's got some value. And his yeah. defense will make up for his lack of offense. The pitchers love his defense. I get that. But you can't hide a 230 hitter on top of the order. That's four yeah. pretty easy outs a game. If he gets on you, yeah, he can be destructive, but it's not enough. You've been in last on. place every year he's played. And, again, it's not totally him, but yeah. that's last place four straight years, folks, with him in center field leading off. There's a problem there. It breaks my heart because I want to see Hamilton do well. I saw. I'd him like to Dayton. see it. My first year working for the Dragons as the scoreboard slash scrolling marquee guy. I mean, it was called Matrix, but no one knew what Matrix board was. That's a movie. That is a movie. Yes. Um, red pill, blue pill, sheep pill, pill. Um, that's the year he stole a hundred plus bases. I was like, wow. But he's out running the ball down here, and I remember some games watching, and I thought he was out. They called him safe, which is all fine and good. But now he's destructive at times. It's just not enough. You can't you can't have a guy under three hundred on base percentage leading off. If you got that, he better be hitting forty five, fifty home runs for you. And he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Bad I just guy. don't see it happening with him. If you could hide him eighth, trouble is, and you got back to back outs eight with, and nine with the pitcher. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I, I'm tired. It's like a little toy people are enamored with. Oh, my God, look at Billy run. Look at Billy run back to the dugout after he strikes out. Look at Billy run back after he pops up. I, I'm not I'm not sold that they're going to be a winning team as long as he's playing every day. Not going to happen. Let me ask you this. The game that Winker let off, I think that was Saturday when they lost in extras. What's your take on Jesse Winker? I haven't seen enough of him um, to really – probably give a good evaluation um first of all what i think of scouts is about what i think of the radio sports talk shows in dayton they rely too much on 
radar guns, stopwatches, and nonsense that has nothing to do with a good baseball player. If you put Pete Rose at a camp today, he'd never get a bat in his hand. He can't run, can't throw. He's slow. My eyes tell me all I need to know about a baseball player. These coaches that have stopwatches on their belts coaching first base, are you kidding me with this? What? Oh, by the way, he's getting it to the plate in two, three. That's great. What if it's a curveball? Yeah. What if his step's longer than it should be? Those are the things you look for. Winker has such a buildup. I think he'll be a good average hitter. I mean, he's got an idea of the strike zone. He swings a bat pretty nice, but they're going to they're gonna make adjustments to him. Now, can he make adjustments to the pitchers? In a funny way, he's going to get better pitches to hit in the big leagues because the pitchers are around the plate a lot more than they are in minor leagues. Will he be better now that the ball is going to be close enough to the plate that, you know, he's not jumping around all the time? Between he and Shebler, Shebler might be a 25-home run guy. He's also going to be a 200-hitter. Yeah. So you have that. You have that problem. You've got an outmaker in center field. You've got a big question in right field. Eventually, you're going to have to throw an anchor down and go, okay, here's who we're going to war with. What are you going to do with Suarez? Senzel's the flavor of the month again. Yeah. Where's he going to play? I Third like, base? Second I, base? I like Senzel. He could be good. But here's Suarez, a guy that you're bouncing around like a ping pong ball. He butchered third base last year like I used to, and now he's pretty good because you've left him alone. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to make him go play short again. I mean, leave the guy alone. He'll hit you 25, 30 home runs. This team is not as far away as they appear. Yeah. Manager is the big thing, and that's why I sing every day. Price has got to go now. You don't wait till the end of the year because all you're doing is letting that losing culture grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. Go get the guy you're going to have now and let the voice be heard. This isn't how we play anymore, boys. You know, you're either going to do it this way or you're not going to be back. All you're doing now is playing a string out and letting Price Sander like a deer in headlights. That doesn't do you a bit of good. If you had the authority to hire the next Cincinnati Reds manager, who are you going for and why? That question's been asked of me a lot. Um, I know. I know Barry Larkin's name has been thrown out there. I'm not sold on that one. I mean, um, what, what manager experience does Larkin have? Well, he did well in the Olympics with Brazil, but I'm not a big fan of having – a guy that played there, managed there. And and Barry's not that far removed from those guys playing now. When they talked about Paul O'Neill and Sabo, no, 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 no. Now, they could turn out to be Casey Stengel for all I know. I'd rather see a guy like Bob Brindley to this day. I don't know whatever happened to him, why he got blackballed. Maybe there's a reason. I don't know. There's something with Delino DeShield still. Why would he turn down a big league coaching job in Minnesota to stay in AAA unless he was promised something? I don't know. If, I don't know if he'd be good at it. Corky Porky, they seem to be grooming him. This team needs somebody that's been there and has some skins on the wall. You bring another country club guy in here like Price, and you're going to get what you get. If Buck Showalter gets bounced, and I'm not a big Buck Showalter guy, but he's got experience, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, who the next guy should be, I don't know. You could throw a number of names out there. But for me, it's got to be somebody who's got a little discipline going on and the players will listen to. Price, they, no, that's a country club. Uh, Mac Jenkins, no. Maybe a good company man, no. There has been nobody with improvement on this pitching staff yet. Iglesias, okay, he's been okay. But has he been improved that much? No. There's just nobody I can look at and go, hey, Price was a pitching guru. Where's all these great arms? There is none. 
Hernandez is a great example. He's pitched well when he comes up every time, but yet, where are you? And, I mean, considering that we saw him first half last year in the Dragons' near 100-loss season, I mean, he was the bright spot in the bullpen under you two. Know, there's guys in low A, double A, whatever. They have the ability to pitch in the big leagues and play right now. You just have to be given a chance. You can go up and down AAA all you want. Brandon Larson was a great example. you got guys doing it now. It's easy to play in AAA. Come up here with the third decks on the stadium, the sliders snap a little harder. But you've got to eventually, okay, son, you're going to go play right field all day. That's it. Don't look over your shoulder. And I think that's what Shevler was doing. They got lucky with Duvall. He's turned out pretty good. But of all the trades they made, he's it. And he was a throw-in. Yeah. Now, they're lucky with Castillo at this point, but that's a small sample. Yeah, very Will small. he continue? What's 2018 got for Castillo? For yeah, who's your who's your starting pitchers? Cody Reed, no. Now, he's a young left-handed kid. You don't give up on it. No. But where's the improvement with this kid? Lamb, he's already in jail somewhere out of baseball. So Is he? Yeah, he got booted for drugs. He went oh, to Tampa yeah. Bay. Remember, he got popped for drugs. I do remember that now. So it's like, all these guys are trading for who the hell's making these trades? Peraza? Three teams dumped him, so something is known. And he's on the bench now. He swings like a wiffle ball bat. Swing the bat. I could swing a wiffle ball bat. You know, I mean, so you got Scooter Jeanette. He's having a phenomenal year. That, but, that dude Scooter was probably one of my favorite pickups. Okay, what are you going to do with him? He's a free agent. What are you going to do with him? Do you sign him to a two-year, three-year deal? Okay, if you do... Then what's second base? What are you going to pay him? What's next for Dilson if he ever there, heals see, up? I mean, he never is healthy. Cozart, same thing. What are you going to do with him? I'd rather have my shortstop be able to field ground balls. Okay, then play him not 160 games if that's what you need. But at the same time, you're 33 years old and we're trying to get some young kids in here. you got to make some tough decisions, and I haven't seen them all year. You know, rebuilding to me is if you can't rebuild and win at the same time, it's like being a minor league manager. If you can't win and teach at the same time, you should not be the manager. It's that simple. Mark, we've been talking a lot about Reds the past few minutes. I also wanted to ask about what's been your favorite local sports team? It could be Cincinnati or Dayton. UD, Um, basketball. What about non-collegiate sports? Um, Which one – were you always looking forward to seeing updates from? I mean, I know, like I, I mentioned, Brian, I, I say that limits what that's the roller derby, the hockey when it was kickball. Yeah, there's not many of them left. And dragons, dragons baseball, dragons baseball. Um, I, all of them. Honestly, I you know I follow all of them, you know, every day. Um, but again, you know, UD was when I was born and raised, and then obviously coaching there you're a ud guy um but right state i've gotten to know a lot of good people out there the billy donlins of the world the brad brownells you know the baseball people nish obviously is a, a good friend yeah he is he's um, a good guy but it was told to me long ago once a flyer always a flyer you know um i still get strange looks from people because my car has both the old style right state Raiders logo and the new UD Oh, I get them when I wear a Wright State shirt like the one you got on, or I wear, you know, people look at me like, what do you got that on for? I'll wear pretty much anything but a Browns hat or shirt. I mean, my favorite thing about working at Wright State and Dayton, it's two different sports families. I I like all the people I work with. It's a sports town, and if you're going to do this kind of stuff, yeah, you can let it be known who your favorite is, but you can't go overboard until you just basically alienate everybody in the world. 
Pretty much. I'd like to see Wright State win. I'd like to see Dayton win. The the hockey, the soccer, and all that. Yeah, I want to see the teams in my town win. People got mad when UC football was going to the national title game. I'm not a UC fan, folks, but I like seeing some of the local teams get some national ink, and they were playing well. Yeah. Um, fans are fans. You know, now will I go see a kickball game? Probably not. I did go see a, the indoor football. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, I root for all of them. I mean, there are teams I don't care for, but not to the point that, you know, I'm going to get sick over them. Yeah. I still think, you know, one day Brian and I are going to drag you out to the Dynamo game, and we're going to paint your – Oh, I'll your, go. Your, no, you ain't painting my face. You're painting your uh-uh. face. You're going to be on the I Gem City Squadron. I drink bottles of beer, not pints. <laughs> I wear shoes, not boots, and that's a – not a pitch. That's something a guy throws. That's grass. That's a field. Fair enough. Third well, technically, world it's, kickball. Technically, <laughs> it's our official grass. God, the uh, the owner of Dynamo is going to kill me. <laughs> hey, you're getting publicity. Six. What do you want? Episode six. That's why right State and the Dragons. It's like I gave you more publicity than anybody in town. I didn't get free wieners out. You did. I don't have squirrel T-shirts. You do. Where did the squirrel come from? Look at their logo. I know, but it looks more like a wolf. It looks like a dog, a German shepherd. They're the Raiders. Like... You tell me a Raider that looks like I'm that. Not, I'm not going to lie. I like the Viking logo. That's why. I didn't like that either. What they, What's their school name? Wright State for who? Orville and Wilbur. Yeah. Go find me an Orville and a Wilbur lookalike. Put them in those bowler hats and that. That's your mascot, folks. You're not a squirrel. You're not a – and quit giving free wieners away. You know, I'm sorry, you got to get people in the ballpark, but there's easier ways to get people in the ballpark, and you are missing it. You've been missing it. You know, free food's great for students, but that logo's got to go, dude. You don't pay $100,000 to put a German Shepherd in the middle of a court called the Raiders, and Raider up. Sorry, folks, that was Boston Red Sox. Go find your own. That was? Cowboy up. That's where they stole it. Ah. Kevin Millar was in one of these pictures around here with St. Paul. I wasn't sure where that came That's from. That's where it came from. I mean, it's like the dumbest I, chance in Ohio. Who day, woof, woof for the Browns and OHIO. Sorry. Yeah. Give them back. I, I so agree. And I forgot about the cowboy up until somebody, Raider up until somebody pointed out yesterday. Raider up hasn't been used that much. Why I'm, should it be? I mean, it was a big thing when I was about to graduate and for a couple years after that and then... I haven't seen it lately. So oh, I see it all the time on there, but well, teach his own. I take that back. It's the Snapchat account, so I do say it. Yeah, you haven't wanted to do Twitter. Are you nuts? Snapchat, what? Twitter, I'm on like Photo it, Snap, <laughs> whatever else he's Instagram, Insta Pound. You no, know, man, I'm illiterate. I can turn a computer on. I can get to my sites. My phone goes off 24 hours a day. If I had Twitter and all that other nonsense, I wouldn't have time to take a dump. <laughs> Literally, no. This is this is cool for me. I think you can overload that kind of stuff. Which, it's a great, knowledgeable, whatever. But you can overkill it. You know, fair Th- enough. This is this is, I think, another reason what I did work because it wasn't. You weren't inundated with every social media thing in the world. Keep it simple. It's not that hard, really. I mean, you got a good point because sometimes I feel like. Oh, yeah, I forgot to update this social media account type of thing. But for me, it's about, hey, look at me. I announce. I broadcast. Look at all this stuff. Hire me already, please. If you're, you're going to do a show like this, you might as well get your girlfriend used to 24 hours a day. Your 7-Eleven 
just like I am. You were open 24 hours a day. <laughs> and while we're at it, and I mentioned this to you before we went on, people, I have a private life. It ain't a great one, but I have one. So texting me, calling me, messaging me at 3, 4, 5 in the morning because the Cardinals are only two games out of first place and you live in Illinois, <laughs> can you please wait until the rooster crows or the milkman's been here <laughs> or I've had time to get up? I mean, I really am humbled by wait, your you, interest. Wait, you have a rooster and a milkman? But, I mean, really, folks? I mean, normally I just have my phone on vibrate because, you know, when I go to work, I don't want my phone, you know, making loud noises type of I thing. I don't mind. And the worst is when the games are on every play. Do you like, see that? Well, I would have if you wouldn't quit bothering me. I mean, it's very humbling, and I'm very honored to have this many people on the page. But it's like, people, it's 3 in the morning. Well, like I mentioned, if I had your, you know, fan base. You wouldn't I have had... a girlfriend. <laughs> she left you long ago. <laughs> All this sports. No more sports. Okay. So we are in our number two of the podcast. I don't have a date, man. I don't got to go anywhere. No, I know. I mean, my girlfriend's <laughs> working right now, so... Hell, you got it whipped in. Jeez, you got this. You got this thing down to a science. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just this is my longest podcast ever. I mean, before editing, of course. You ain't got going yet. I know. I know. I mean, we could do this for like three hours, and then I'm overloading like the site. So it's I all can't, right. I can't. I have to chop it up in like five episodes. Like, come back hey, for part two it's of worth episode. the price of admission. Come back for part two where well, we still you say talk. Earlier? Give the people what they want. Exactly. And they I want hope... to hear about us or kickball? No us? contest. Well, yeah. I mean... Got to send out props to my man, Rick Flair. I mean, he's obviously in not good health. Man, um, I Very saw that. sad to see that. I've never heard of alcoholic, uh, Mike, whatever, myopathy. I think that's what the word is, around his heart. Mm-hmm. I saw that was reported earlier today. I've never heard of that, but... I mean, I know alcohol really goes... I didn't realize he had that kind of a problem and i guess he has for a long time but without a doubt the nicest one of the wrestlers that i have ever had the privilege of meeting when he used to come into dayton at the arena and wrestle and i was fortunate to do the bell ringing and when they would do the tv tapings and he remembers your name all the time just a great great guy um and to see him now suffering like that that's that's hard yeah it is it is a shame got mark schlemmer on with me, episode five, the gem on the queen's crown. Uh, Mark, thank you for taking. Hey, where'd the you time. dig up that name from? Um, you know, uh, my podcast would probably be a lot later in episodes if it didn't take me like a whole month to decide. Uh, I'm gonna say you could have called me. I'd have come up with a name for you. I picked the gem because Gem City. I picked the queen's crown because Cincinnati, and I wanted to call it total Dayton sports, and I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about Cincinnati sports. You talk about all of them. You could have been mowing sports. Mowing. More. Whatever. It's close enough. You know, if I ever did have a radio show talking sports, I'd probably just go with total Dayton sports or total Sunday sports, something like that. But I want use your own name. They wanted me to do that when I took O&E, and I was like, no. And then they told me that Sports Talk 980 would never work because it was just a dull name. It seemed to work to me. Yeah, I mean... I wanted to make it creative so that, you know, maybe it'd be easier to find. I, I, For people I, to remember? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It, I mean, See, the, you're falling into that trap of trying I, to be a comic. I know. I know. I mean, I mean, sometimes I have to make myself laugh 
That's pretty much the only people that laugh at my jokes. I got a mirror right there. Oh, you do. But there, there's flowers in the way. No, we got to work on that. How can I see? Um, we mentioned local sports. What's – that's a nice thing. I can edit this so I can just take all the dead time out. Let me ask you this, Mark. You mentioned what made the show successful. Let's say there's people out there wanting to become sports talk hosts, sportscasters, announcers, what have you. What's your advice? That's a good question. Um, for the people that have asked, the biggest thing is you have to be yourself. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, you can try to emulate somebody that you've heard on TV, whether it be a Marty Brenneman or a Bob Casas, Jack Buck, whoever. But at the end of the day, it's still you. And I think Tom Brenneman falls into that trap of trying to be like his dad a lot. Yeah. Jim Day does a great job at what he does is that sideline guy. Mm-hmm. But I find he catches himself trying to be Marty Brenneman at times, using catchphrases. The best I, advice I can give anybody is be yourself. Don't try to be something you're not as far as a comedian. You have to know sports, as I said, number one. Second of all, never lie to your audience. Don't. Because eventually they're going to find out you were wrong or you did it, and then you're done. Your credibility You're, you're done because they will never trust what you tell them again. Don't be afraid to just say, I don't know. You know, don't don't try to stir something up as a sports talk host just to get callers and or clicks, yeah. views. Um, new words I've learned, clickbait. Never heard of that one before, but nonetheless. It's pretty much, oh, well, look what this guy did. You won't believe what he did. People, Click this. People will say that to some of our topics, and they, and they used to do it when I was on air. Oh, you're only doing that to stir you know stuff up and get, no, I'm not. And the people that know me well enough, what I write and what I say is honestly how I feel. It's you. It's there's just only, me. It doesn't mean only... I'm right, but guys like Homer Bedlow and Billy Hamilton, I'm not fans of. That's just my opinion. That doesn't mean I'm right, but at the same time, you can't bang the drum so loud that you're shoving that whole drum down people's throats going, hey, I'm right and you're not, so screw you. Opinions are not meant to be right or wrong. It's what you see coming out of your eyes. Right. Without those opinions and without the people's feedback, you have nothing but you're talking to yourself a lot like the show. It's on 4 to 6 on 1410. I didn't mention any names. But you have the first and the most important is you have to have sports knowledge. You have to have opinions. You can't play waffle every time. Well, I don't know. But on the other hand, because people they want your opinion, but they don't want it. They want to be able to give theirs. They want to be able to have something where they can build their own opinion. If you from. if you want to be Howard Stern and just yell at somebody and call somebody a name because you disagree, or you just want to stir it up. When I started O and E, I remember one of the people. You got to let them know you're in their face. Why? That doesn't work. That that stick's long since gone. People want to be heard. They don't want to be called stupid in names. Yeah, I would argue with people occasionally and get into a discussion. But for me to go, God, Lee, you're an idiot. What are you stupid? That's going to turn you off. People hear it are going to get offended and go, I'm not listening to this nonsense. You have to be. You have to be able to hold the conversation. You have to be able to disagree, but you also got to have a reason you're disagreeing. You got to have some facts. But at the same time, we used to have a caller 
we used to name, we called him Stat Boy. He also is still on that station once in a while. Good guy. But you can't read numbers to people and call that sports. Yeah, you got to have some background of, okay, this guy's doing this or this or this. You can make stats, sing and dance, anything you want him to do. It's like advice for play-by-play broadcasters. You can't just go You can't stats, read numbers stats, stats. all day long. You have to be, you know, saying what's happening. It's not all numbers. Controversial is fine, but you can't be controversial to the point you're doing it just to get people to call you. That doesn't work. And I think over time you're seeing that, the, the, how are the shock jocks, as it were, no, gone. I want somebody that I can talk sports with, period. So as far as advice would go, you got to get a break, as you well know. Somebody has to give you that opportunity. You're going to make mistakes. I still make them. I make a lot of them. But you can't be afraid to fail or say what you think. But just be ready for the bullets in return. Right. If they don't get personal, that's okay. Now, if somebody wants to really get personal and be, no, you don't, you don't take that. But at the same time, you don't give that out either. Right. So being yourself is the biggest advice I can give anybody, but come ready with some knowledge. Don't just, hey, I got statistics. That doesn't work. If I wanted just numbers, I'd just stare at a calculator. Yep. If you want to read numbers and let people talk, the problem is they're going to ask you a question. If you can't answer it and just sit there dead air, you're done. And like you said, you got to be honest. If you, you don't have know, to be. you don't know. I mean, most of the people don't agree with what I say. It doesn't make me right or wrong. It's just an opinion. It's from and here. You go. It's from the one and only Mark Schlemmer. There's only one of you. Yeah, out there. but that's just you know. Fortunately, I've had experience in a lot of the different sporting areas. Doesn't mean I'm right. It's just what I've seen and what I've experienced. That's all. Exactly. But don't ever quit chasing your dream. That's for you. For all the people out there that want to do this. Yeah, it's hard, as you know better than anybody. It's hard to break into this. I mean, seven years out of right state, and I'm still but, looking for break break number one. But you're getting to do a lot of things people aren't getting to do, like the PA announcing at the different events. Yeah. Your voice is still being heard. Your name is still out there, and people know who you are. Now, somebody all of a sudden might just go, hey, this guy just left. What about you? So don't quit chasing that dream as hard as it gets. Don't. I mean, it's it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie to oh, you. Tell but, me about it. But the jobs I have now with UD Wright State, uh, I do all the hockey at South Metro Sports, uh, just a stone's throw away. It's a huge honor. I love it. A lot of people would love to be in that position. Yeah. And people would always go, man, you got it. This is great. All you do is talk sports. Well, that's true. But for the people that always said – what the hell? All you do is walk in the studio five till three and go on the air. Uh, no. You got to prep. My day would start and still does, in all honesty. I might get up at two or three or four, depending, but no later than five to start putting the things on the page. Now, when I was on air, it was the same thing. Only you're up all night because if you, if you think of something, you write it down, and it will hit you at any time. It's not just going in and sitting in front of a microphone and – doing it you better come in with topics prepared and have some back background to do it but it's the greatest thing going it's a great job if you can do it but getting that opportunity is very very difficult and then getting lucky enough to have an audience very difficult you see a lot of guys on tv now they never played a game in their life which doesn't mean that they had to but you can tell they're reading everything they're doing or 
they have a producer handing them stuff to read, like Jim Rome. Mm-hmm. He was basically here. This is what you want to read today. Here's you know, he had no background, but he had a backing. Yeah. Here's your difference. A lot of it's like anything else. You got to get a break, but don't quit chasing that dream because man, sports is the best thing going. It still is. Yeah, I, I mean, sports world is fantastic. And just to go over the previous point, my girlfriend is the wise one of the relationship. Um, she you always are you then? No, I'm not going <laughs> to argue no that. Way. My girlfriend is the wisest one of the two of us. Um, she always remembers, you know, when I'm feeling down, I'm like, what am I going to do? Why am I doing this? Is this dream even worth chasing anymore? She always remembers to tell me, you see what all you're doing? I'm like, no, I guess I forgot about that. I mean, it's not like I do. It's just, it's not that I'm being ungrateful. It's, I want the next I want the next step. Patience is a hard thing. Patience is a hard thing. There are many days, and I've been very blessed and fortunate with the people on the page from the show that I've made friends with, that since I've been off the air, which will be, what, five years, six years coming, there have been a lot of rough days. You know, days you don't want to get up, days you, you just ache from the cancer and the other maladies. And then you get to that point you're talking about where you're going, the hell am I doing this for? I don't get paid for this. My old boss, Tony Tilford, about two months ago, we were talking about it because I was just, I'd had it. And he asked me, he goes, do you still like doing it? Well, yeah. He goes, if you don't do it, you're going to be miserable more so than you are now. And it just, you're lucky to have somebody like that to kick that back in going, you're right. But there are those days in any job, but this one especially when it's just you don't feel like doing it. And you hit that patch where it's like, what am I doing this for? But then you see the people that will message you with such kind words, thanking you for doing it. It it helps get them through the day, which you forget about. I mean, I don't know what everybody's going through, but when you get a message like that and they say, hey, look, we're really glad you're doing this. It helped us get through some rough times. That makes it worthwhile. And I know what you're talking about. You're a lot younger than I am and still trying to fight that ladder. You can't give it up. And as long as she's supportive of it, chase it. Until they take the uniform off of you, keep chasing it. Like I mentioned, I'm very lucky in my life. I mean, my girlfriend is super supportive. And, yeah, I mean, she kicks me down there when I need it to remember that I'm actually doing. You're doing a lot more than a lot of people are. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm always trying to get the next step, but... That patience is the hardest thing. Yeah, it's... I got lucky. I fell into it. I never took a day of radio class in my life. I couldn't turn a radio board on if a gun was in my head. I could blow it up, probably. <laughs> but I was very fortunate the way it worked out. But don't... Anybody, don't quit chasing what you're after. Eventually, it'll pay off. Practice makes perfect. Keep doing it. I mean, I don't know. I practice every day, and I'm far from perfect. <laughs> but it's 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 a lot of fun. You're getting to do things and touch a lot of people by what you guys are doing that other people wish they could do, and they think it's easy. Mm-mm. I used to invite people at the station when they would. Can I come in? And walk? Come on. And my, the one thing I always tell them: Okay, now you go home and you put a show together for one night, and bring it back to me. And when they do, half the time it was a mess. Okay, now go do this for seven days a week, four hours a day. 
Now tell me, come back and and show me. And then just follow me around the station and see what I go through day to day to day. I mean, 28 hours a week. I mean, just the planning you need for that. Well, that that was just on air. Then when you put in, I was probably putting in 16 hours a day easily because of writing the blog. And if you don't keep up with the blog, then what's the point of having it? Yeah. You know, if you're not going to update it hourly or when things happen, what's the point of it? Exactly. I mean, there's no point. Oh, I got a blog. All right. And? And? You're not updating it, so it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm very guilty on that because for the longest time I didn't update my website except. uh, Well, I look at the Dayton Daily News site occasionally. You have a whole staff of people. Yeah, I mean. But yet you don't update your blog or your webpage online. There's stories on there from like months ago. I'm like, wait a minute. I can do this every hour, but yet you have people getting paid to do this. You can't. There's something wrong with that. I mean, the thing is, I don't check the website. It's just follow the tweet, follow the Facebook. Well, you got a lot of other things you're chasing, too. So you don't have the time. That's why I don't want Twitter and all that nonsense. If something goes on, somebody usually will send it to me. I'm still, uh, fans, I'm still trying to get Mark Schlemmer a Twitter account. I got a better chance of getting a date than you got to get me on Twitter. Ain't going to happen. If anything happens on Twitter, I usually get somebody will send it. I have enough trouble keeping up with everything else. I got all the sites programmed into that computer over there. It's like it's like Facebook. It's like status updates, except it's just coming right at you, at you. And actually, that's the one. You mean I on use. Twitter they tell you when they're going to Kroger's or when they just took a dump or when they're going out and playing the kids and all that? That stuff is just riveting when I read it. I mean, heck, I mean, let's look at my last tweet. Not talking about today. Um, talking about how you know Crystal Pepsi's back because I'm feel like i'm the only one on this planet that actually likes it looks like water it's watered down pepsi pretty much it's without the color it's all right i like it it's just a gimmick that makes you think you're not drinking something fattening that's all i know but hey I if like it wasn't for fat guys like me health clubs would have no purpose so they should really pay me royalty fees oh hey i mean split half with me because you know, we're talking I about mean, that they should put my picture outside the front of their building. Here's why you're coming in. Put Just put my picture up there. It's like, oh, yeah, because, you know. Hey, Mark, uh, give you this time of the podcast. Uh, what do you want to talk about? It's your episode. I just answer the questions. I'm better at answering what you all want. If people have questions, they can send them to you or whatever. Or they can get on my Facebook page and send them to me. Um I do need to say that the next time um, I have you on a podcast, because, you know, I'm definitely going to have you on the podcast every now and again. We can um, do this every hour. <laughs> we can do this until I get tired of talking, pretty much. It's, this has been a blast. I mean, the last two episodes I've done with special guests, it's been fun, because I hear the stories that, you know, Jim DeBelt and yourself have gone through, and it's it's different. It makes for a different episode, which, by the way... Right now, before uploading this, Jim's episode in, since Thursday, has about 88 listeners. So, it's not bad. Like I said, I wasn't expecting a trillion, billion, or you what have you. You'd be surprised. All of a sudden, you're going to hit it. It's going to hit gold. I hope. I mean, like I mentioned, I don't know of any Cincinnati or Dayton, pot- well, scratch, I don't know of any Dayton sports podcast to listen to. I mean, I want to hear Dayton sports. If you give people a reason to listen, you give them a good topic, you give them some good people to talk to, you'll be amazed. how. And that's how my show took off. It was word of mouth. 
boom, 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 and all of a sudden, here it is. I say you can't quit doing what you're doing. There are a lot of interesting people out there in this town. Andy Furman would be a great guy to talk to. You talk about stories that he could give you? Oh, I bet. How about Jeff Price? You know, a lot of stuff happens down there, as you well know, that people have no idea about. The things he does for the kids, taking them on these trips to Washington and what have you. There are so many good stories. Sports and people will go, oh, this is a down day in sports. No, it isn't. There is never a dull day in sports. Exactly. Never. There's, like today, you've got NFL starting, college football starting. you still got every sport going. Tomorrow, FC Cincinnati's back in the Open Cup against hey, the New Hey, I covered York the kickball. Rebels. I posted you, it. I know, I know. And I'm Say proud it. of you, except the kickball thing. No, no, no. Kickball's getting more publicity because of that than anything. But see, it's a good point. Like, you post stuff like that, or Brian or Duggar does. People send me stuff daily, you know, and it's fun for them. A lot of stuff I post. They get it before I do. So it's people are starving for this. That's what, again, the people in this town don't seem to get it, the, the radio people. People are dying for a place to talk and let somebody have them talk. When you ask what I want to talk about, man, I do it all day. I type all day. For me, it's more fun when the people ask the questions because there are a lot of things that people are interested in that they might not, they don't feel comfortable asking. Well, you're not going to know if you don't ask. Exactly. It's it's a lot of fun, but it's not as easy as people think it is. Um, it's very, very humbling to have 82,000 comments. I don't know where they're – that blows my mind still. But the personal relationships I've made or for people to private message me that feel that comfortable to be able to reach out like that, that's overwhelming at times to see – Damn near every state in the union represented. Yeah. The Virgin Islands, Canada, so forth. That's overwhelming. You know, for people to look forward to this, man, that's that's something else. But it's fun. Is you gotta you have to make it fun for the people. Otherwise they're not gonna tune in. But in your case, there are so many great stories around here and people that to talk to. You keep doing what you're doing, and it's going to work out very, very well. Sooner or later, somebody's going to wake up at either O&E or at WING or HIO even, and they're going to figure it out. What we did worked. It worked. They can't dispute that. And they're going to give somebody else an opportunity at it. And they're going to make a lot of money off of it. But they just have to open the door for you people. It's about the people. It's not it's necessarily exactly. about the host. I mean, the host can have their opinions, but it's not. Well, how can you call O&E Dayton Sports Station when you have no live shows on? I think the Outdoor Erection or Connection, whatever Jerry's show is. We always yeah. had a bet when I was on air I was going to say that. <laughs> Jerry's a great guy. But that's your only voice. And How can you be Dayton Sports Station? I mean, I will give them one thing. They have Miami Redhawks football and basketball on during the year, but. Who cares? I hate to, when I was there. It was the same stuff. It's like, okay, who cares? I mean, that's Oxford. That's not Dayton. Now, granted, if they want to pay you money, that's lovely. But Oxford is that's just, not that's not Dayton sports. I like Miami, and I really like Guggen Arena. Um, the ice. The one the thing that I always argued with them, and I and I still think they should do it. Okay, we had the Reds at one time. Everybody's had them. Give them another flavor. Give them the Indians. Give them the Yankees. 
You know, you can get the Reds on LW. That's where people listen to them. Exactly. So give them another flavor. Go give them the Indians. They're good now. That's one thing I liked about um, that one night I had the Ohio High School Basketball Coaches Association All-Star Game at uh, Denison and Granville. The nice thing is I I was driving home at night through Columbus, and I I forget what station it was, but they had Indians. I'm like, oh, my God, I can listen to an Indians game without paying for it. That's the whole thing. The sports is such a huge thing, but yet the big problem I think is the people running these stations aren't from here, so they just think, "Oh, this is the way the market runs." No, give, no, 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 and don't give me this ratings nonsense. Yeah, ratings are important, but it's just numbers. In but the it's end. that's exactly what it is. I mean, automation count. Automation count. Automation to me should just be used when you don't have it, anyone. I can make numbers sing and dance. I yeah. have 200 hitters that are better than 300 hitters. They do more damage. You you owe me a song at the end of the podcast, by the way. You get to sing. Uh, the damn paradise, but, man. <laughs> Every day, that's me. <laughs> now, but, um, I sing and your thing will break. I mean, no. I, I've, I've broken a couple of microphones already on this set. But let's not talk about that. But really, I mean... That's that's the whole point of my podcast. I want, I know that people can't call in and talk, but they can sports, still send you questions. Exactly. So the next time I have Mark Schlemmer on, I will give you a week's advance notice. Like, hey, you next give me week. a day. Yeah. I'm not going to be indifferent seven days later. I mean, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. I mean, call it soccer starting. I mean, I do have a fill-in opportunity coming up soon, uh, maybe, but. Yeah, next time I will give you a week's notice. You put up some like, what questions do you want to have well, me you ask? Can, you can do the same thing. Just share it on the page. I did. Um, I think it was the second episode where I was talking about what one event in Dayton history, sports history, that you want to change. And I remember that, that one. I think I got about like nineteen responses out of that. Most of it hockey, but. You got a few Wright State and UDs, too. Yes, I did. And that was, I did talk about that. So I can't say I haven't talked about it, but, you know, I don't. Anytime you want to post that, that I'm going to be on or whatever, and you got any questions, go ahead. Let them send them in early, and I'll share it on my page. And, you know, maybe one day we get Price in here with us and, you know, do two of us at one time. That'd be cool. There's some good stories for you. I would, I. <laughs> I can't wait to hear some of the stories. I know eventually uh, Doug and Brian are going to be on my podcast because... As they should be. Yeah. I mean, people need to know about GCSN. Yes, they do. I mean, it's... The vision that Doug Brown and Brian Reese had, it's phenomenal. And it's definitely not a fly-by-night station, as one person has called it and doesn't have an internet radio station anymore about sports. But... Like I mentioned, Doug and Brian, I can't thank them enough for, A, letting me be a part of GCSN, B, letting me host a podcast so I don't actually have to find hosting on my own, and C, just the support and all the stuff I got to do. So, Mark, that's an you're, hour. You're building stuff. That's the best thing you're doing. Yeah. You're I getting mean, to build it. You're going to get more and more and more guests on here. I'm just thinking of my own head, Rick Chamberlain, for example, you know, Price, for example, the people at Central State, the right state people that don't get near as much credit or ink as they should. 
I've wanted to have an episode about, you know, having the sports information directors just one day we talk, but I don't know. Why not? I, I, don't I think know. people I mean, would be fascinated at what their job really and truly is. Yeah. An athletic director used to be an athletic director. Now they're more of a banker. They're more of a fundraiser. They watch the budget. It's changed a lot. You better go get a whole lot of fundraisers if you're the AD. SID used to be called SID, Sports Information. Now it's some title. I don't even know what it's called. I still just call them sports information directors. It's a very interesting job. It is. You get to see a lot of sports in college. I mean, and you're responsible for letting everybody know what's going on. The SIDs I know at Dayton and Wright State, top-notch people, and they do a great job. Doug Hoschild is as good as it gets at UD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are so many guests that you can have on and enlighten these people. Because, like I said, the radio around here sure as hell don't do it. And it's a shame. It is a big shame. I mean, when we were on, as you know, we had Price, we had Rick Chamberlain, we had you guys had you everyone it, under everyone. the sun, and like you mentioned, even comedians on we the would show. Have, you know, the when, Bengals, the Reds, you name it. We were lucky. We we had anybody and everybody, but it I, was still the local show. It was still the people's show. When I didn't have class of right state, I'd listen in. It, I liked your if show. You you never knew what you were going to get, and exactly. the one thing that always is struck me was when people would either write the station or call my office at the station and say their mother their girlfriend they have no idea what the hell we're talking about or knowing about sports but they won't miss your show because it's just funny that was always fun to me you know it was like people are actually listen to this stuff um probably one of the most humble things that i've ever gone through with with the show was a gentleman died across the street from where i was living I went to the viewing, and his wife comes, grabs me, takes me up to the casket, which I'm not a big fan of. He had a transistor radio next to his head programmed to 980. She said, I had so many dinners with you. And my only answer was, be glad I wasn't on at night. We'd have been in bed together. But just the fact fact that this guy, he's dead. He's laying in the box, and he's got a radio because she said he would not miss your show. That's that's overwhelming. Absolutely incredible. It's just the way you connect with people during your radio show and during your Facebook page and this podcast episode. It's just – I admire that. It's, I admire the hell out of that. It's phenomenal. I mean I, I don't know – I don't know how to explain it. Lucky, fortunate that there's just this many people. Um, and again, being able to meet so many great people because of this show um, – you know, obviously, one day I wish it would come back. Yeah. Um, the nonsensical excuses I keep getting are just incredibly stupid. But yeah, our the, our antenna hurts. It was just the people made it what it was, and to deny them a show it makes no sense. None. No. Um, if you want to keep on. Whatever that stuff is they call now, fine. Put them at 11 o'clock at night. Put them at midnight. Whatever. But give the people what they want. This area is dying for a place to talk sports, and again, the page proves it. And also, with the amount of sports teams and sports fans you have here, I mean... You don't have enough time in a day. I, actually, you need more than just one Yeah. Um, to have people like yourself and Brian and Duggar Talk to the local people. Give them their time. 
You'd be amazed how many people are going to tune in because it's their kids, their neighbors. It's their people. But for whatever reason, they don't see it. Hey, Mark. Thanks for being on this podcast. You come back anytime. You know. I look forward to this. I haven't done this in so long. You know I will. When, I'm not sure. But you're... You're on the podcast list. Anytime. Mark, I want to thank you for giving me the time today. Uh, a little over an hour and a half uh, uh, before it editing. It seemed like a half hour. No, it doesn't. It didn't seem like 10 minutes, let's be honest. With all the sports we cover and everything. We didn't even talk wrestling. Just a Ric Flair mention. That was about it. I know. Um, I don't know much about wrestling, though. I really don't. And I mean, We didn't it, talk swamp people. Didn't even talk about Wicked Tuna. Come on, I, man. I don't know what either of those things are. The I don't greatest have, TV shows on now? I just have oh, broadcast man. TV. I mean, most of my sports listening is via radio. National it's not Geographic on Channel, History Channel, Swamp People. I mean, if it's, on, if it's on Netflix or Hulu, I might check it out. I don't know. but Those are two things over my head, too. Hey, I told you you could have the last... <laughs> I told you you can have the last thing to talk about on the microphone. Nah, uh, I do so, that every day. Just... If there's one thing I could say or stress to people, give give Lee a chance. Give Doug and Brian a chance, their station. They're busting their ass for you people, trying to put the local sports on, cover the local kids, colleges, high schools, whatever, kickball, dragons. Give them a chance. You know, they're doing you all a favor. But give them a chance. If you want to hear... Different stuff on radio. You got to call the stations. You got to have your voice heard. But more than anything, I want to thank everybody for doing what they did for me on the radio and on the Facebook page. It is just an unbelievable family that you all have created for me. Um, like I said, I don't know where three fourths of them are coming from, <laughs> but I'll see names daily, and I just go, "Wow, where'd that one come from?" But for the radio people and the decision makers. Give the people what they want. Sports is a big thing in the world. Give them, there's enough nonsense in the world that make people crazy. Mm-hmm. Give them some entertainment. Give them something to laugh at. Especially nowadays and lately. You know, with- that's why my page is politics free. I don't need that garbage. You and want that? Put it on your own page. And my social media, I can tell you, I don't like politics. I just. I mean, I that's a personal preference, like religion. You want to talk that stuff? Do it on your own page. Mine is for sports and entertainment. And mine's just, hey, here's what I'm doing. Go listen to me do this thing. And mine, you're not going to find out when I go to the grocery or when I take a walk. Okay, the the last time I told people I was going to grocery, it was um, looking at an old Kroger, uh, the Riverside one. I don't know if you've ever been. but it was, I had a yes. Oh, yeah. I had that, a guy ask me where Kay Rogers was. Okay. That's Kroger's, by the way. <laughs> I haven't heard that since I didn't know college. what the hell he was talking about. I had uh, one of my friends from Toledo say Kay Rogers on my college radio show, and it's like, Kay Rogers. Oh, I Kroger. looked at the guy and went, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Kay Rogers. Got it. I mean, I can understand Kroger's and Myers. I don't know where people got that up. There's no S at the end, but. Hey, anytime, mm. man. More welcome. We have a good time doing this. Exactly. It's been a lot of fun, I'll Mark. even tell you stories next time. <laughs> That might be that might be episode six. That might be but, an R-rated show too. Mm, that one, I don't know. iTunes is kind of uh, finicky about you know stories. Well, I well, hope not everybody, stories, but, I hope know. everybody listens to it and has a good time with it. And yeah, you know, I said, if you want to ask questions, just type them in. I'll answer. 
If you want to follow Mark Schlemmer on Facebook, just look for Mark Schlemmer. He is the gentleman with the hat and the smile. His uh, new profile picture, by the way. It's an oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. And if you want to follow me, it's uh, Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Uh, website is theleewmallon.com, and this podcast is being hosted on gemcitysports.com. Thank you, Brian and Doug. And that will wrap up episode number five. So your new show could be mowing them down, almost like mowing them down. Yeah, but then people will just say mowing them down. We'll it's work, like it's mowing them it. down. I'm going to work on it. No one can get my last name right. Try, no. try mine. Schlemmer? I had the worst name in minor league baseball. They used to chop that to pieces on the PA. Like what? Oh, man, they'd kill it. they put the L in front of the H. they put letters in there that didn't even look like they belonged. I never knew how they screwed it up, but they did. Wow. That, oh, that's yeah. that's a shocker to me because Schlemmer, oh, no. I mean. No, they killed it. Oh. I'd turn around and look at the PA guy like, where'd that letter come from? <laughs> Thanks for putting me in a lineup. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no one, there's like three people in the world that's not related to me that's got my last name right. And. The reason why, because they know my family. Oh, if so I get it on it. like a phone call, if they get it right, I'll usually talk to them. If not, like, you know bye. what my name is? See ya. Problem is, if I did that, no one, I've never talked to anyone ever again. That's, that is a problem. Now, this is fun. Hopefully, yeah. you'll do it again. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning on doing these weekly. Uh, episode 6 kind of still up in the air. I know I need to do a fall sports episode talking, you know, upcoming seasons but it's always up in the air and mark like i said you'll be on again well well, hopefully we get a good response from it and people want to do it again here's hoping for mark schlemmer i'm lee w mallon and that wraps up episode number five thanks for listening and tune in for episode number six and don't forget you can listen to my podcast on gemcitysports.com, on iTunes and Google Play, and various other podcast directories. See you next time.